Welcome to Random Fandom with Brandon and Brandon. We are at episode 31 here today. Yeah, our friends asked for a 13, but we drew a 31. Oh, okay. Offspring, yeah. Yeah, we're pretty fly for some two white guys. Yeah, doing a nerdy podcast about movies, video games, TV shows, anything that tickles our nerd, phony, nerdy, funny bone. But we're not phony about it. No. And today, guess what? Like all the other podcasts like us, we're talking about E3. We just, literally, when we recorded last week, by the way, we're like hitting back-to-back weeks for the first time in a long time. Good job. Yeah. Right on. E3 had literally as we were recording, was just getting started. So we just gave a quick little blurb about what was happening, and now it's wrapped up. So we're going to be getting into that a lot today, plus a little discussion about a show called Game of Thrones, which is about to enter its seventh and second to last season. So we'll be getting into just some of our hopes and expectations, wants and desires, and what else? All the stuff that unites us and makes us friends for about an hour to hour and 15 minutes of audio recording. Because that's about as much as we can handle as friends. And anyone should expect from us too yeah yeah as always if you if you listen to this podcast on a regular basis then you know that we do not start talking about the content of our podcast without giving a special thank you to the people who help make this possible those are of course our fake sponsors now brandon you uh you brought us a fake sponsor today yeah so you like reading right me neither but this book is going to change everything about that uh i haven't read a book in a long time but someone Tipped me off to this great new book. I actually got it in uh, a Kindle form, but it's online in shelves. Mm -hmm. It's all the formats. It's a cool new book. Nothing like it before. Check this out. Follow me here. The title is, and this is from that one author who wrote other books, critically acclaimed. Oh, I really like that. Yeah. That's the title of the book. No, I remember reading the other other books. books. It's really good. This guy is a little bit of a wordsmith. So check this one out. His new book is Alliterative Narrative of an Illiterate Literary Literer. Or, if you will, A-N-I-L-L. Anal. Anil, yeah. yeah. Uh, this book is being really well received by everybody except for the uh, AAAA, the Anti-Acronym Association of America. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, but check this out. So see what happens when this guy, who the story is written alliteratively from A to Z, and it's the narrative of his life, but he's an illiterate literary so you can imagine, what's he going to do? Okay. Well, you gotta he's, read he's, to, a, he's a writer who can't read. Yes. So you got to read Makes to sense. find out what he can't but write. But he's also a litterer, like one who litters? He's a litter bug, but yeah. So it's an illiterate... It, <laughs> yeah, it's one of those. It's an alliterative narrative of an illiterate literary litterer. Yes, or A-nil. A-N-I-L-L. Okay. Yeah, so uh, look for it, like I said, on shelves of your favorite bookstore or go download it to your Kindle, phone, tablet... Uh, and you can check out and support this book. In fact, this book is being publicly supported. So if you want to throw a few bones uh, their oh, like way. Like a Patreon account? Yeah. Just yeah throw okay. a few bones down the old t- uh, pipe and check out ilovanal.com. Don't be illiterate. Oh. Make sure you spell it right. Yeah, you're going to have to spell that right. Yeah, that's ilovanil.com. Cool. So, well, I do. So, yeah. So let's move on over to what we really are here to talk about, which is some of our favorite trailers and games coming forward out of E3 2017. Let's make it our topic of the week. So Brandon, today it's a really hot day, um, but not as hot as some of the titles uh, that are creating buzz and generating a lot of uh, fandom, if you will. 
uh, now that E3 2017 has come and gone and wrapped up. And, uh, you know, I listened back last year to our E3 uh, edition 2016, mm-hmm. and we spread ourselves a little bit too thin. Like we tried sh- to talk about Yeah, like your crappy paint job yeah. on your, the outside of your house. Which it's like if you're, you know, if this is what you do all day, every day, you have plenty of time to talk about all that stuff. But we but tried to us, cram like... When we tried to cram that into a one-hour podcast, 40 games that's and, hard. Yeah. So instead of being like, here's all what came out, hey, guess what? You guys have access to the internet, don't you? You go look it up for yourselves and make your own decisions. So we're just going to talk about what stood out, for better or for worse, the most to us, collectively, individually, and just make some comments and some things that we're excited to share, maybe little nuances that we picked up on. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of repeat titles from last year you know that were just announcements last year yeah and now have uh, a little more to show and then hopefully by uh, some we've got some new release dates we've got some just announcements well and i think that those games that you're just talking about right now let's skip on some of them yeah we're not gonna that get into may everything. have if we've already talked about it in some way let's try not to talk about it here okay so if there's a game that we talked about say pre e3 like like battlefront 2 for example Maybe we'll just kind of skip it here. If we want to touch on some some of the new stuff we saw, sure. But um, let's really kind of dive into what's new, what's exciting, and what really has us looking forward to the next coming couple years. Sure. Should we just like we have we we kind of uh, set a list here yeah. of just some of our favorites. Should we just randomly pick it? Please. Let's do that. Um, go first, Brandon. So um, a lot of buzz coming about this one because cinematically, which was all we got, little four-minute trailer looks gorgeous. And how long has it been since you heard the words, as it relates to a video game, Beyond Good and Evil? Now, part two is coming out, and it looks complete. I mean, the first one I vaguely played a little bit back on, like PlayStation 2. I want to say it was like an early 2000s title. I was probably just out of high school or Mm -hmm. freshly out of... Um, or still in it, I can't even remember, but I want to say it's early 2000s, and this new one looks, it's just a cinematic, but wow, it looks awesome. Yeah, so I never played the original. It, I vaguely remember it, got, it. I mean, people love that game. Oh, it has a cult following um, for sure. And 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 the the, the creator of it, some uh, I can't remember the guy's name, a guy from uh, France, but he uh, has been working on this for a really long time, and he's been pretty like close-lipped about it. Yeah. And so we don't know what the gameplay looks like. We no don't idea. know if it's anything like the original Beyond Good and Evil, but the cinematic trailer got me hyped. It yeah. was awesome. Absolutely amazing. You know done. what it looked like? It looked like one of the better scenes. I don't know. It just had a, a very reminiscent feel to like Fifth Element to it. Yeah. Kind of like weird looking aliens. Absolutely. And- but in a world where um, a lot of them are, are animalistic. Yes, very much so. Well, I mean, we're getting introduced to a monkey with a projectile hand claw and, right. you know, saucers flying in air and everything's aerial and like traffic is like the Jetsons. It's just cars in space. Traffic was very similar to Fifth Element. Fifth Element. Well. Yeah. 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 Um, and then I think the character who ends up he at the end, the disc is the main character. I forget yes. her name, but from she was the protagonist to the first one. Yep. So I know that made a lot of people go oh, and tickled a lot of nerds funny bones. Um, so that's going to be. We don't really know anything. Yeah. I don't think. Uh, well, I have to. I have to be honest. Out of all of the cinematic trailer, uh, well, out of all the trailers in general, this one impressed me the most. Absolutely. It doesn't mean that I'm looking forward to this game the most. And nor should but it. The, but the trailer impressed me the most. Yeah. Because it kind of came out of nowhere. I had no connection to this game previously, and all of a sudden, I'm super hyped. C- cinematic trailers 
even though they don't show gameplay, they really do it for me. Isn't it cool that they can do that nowadays? I wonder what the very first video game was to show a cinematic to tell you what the game was about. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. But uh, there's certainly more to come. So the next game I want to talk about is a game that we saw a trailer, like an initial trailer of several, I don't know, a couple months ago maybe. Detroit, Become Human. So this Which was actually originally announced last year at E3. Was it last year? God, it was that long ago. Yeah, I, I vaguely remember seeing that trailer, okay. and I think that's just been kind of surfacing and getting uh, repopulated ever since, but originally, that was the first time I heard about this game. So besides the, the graphics on that original trailer, there's nothing else that really stood out to me, mm-hmm. but this trailer that they showed at this E3 was incredibly impressive. Not only graphically, it kept those same that same incredibly realistic... Uh, facial animations and and um, in fact actually entire body movements by characters but it seemed like they there's much more of an in-depth story to to um this detroit become human trailer that is really showing us a lot more about the game than the than the first one and i want to hone in on one particular word you just said story they made mention of the fact in this what like five six seven minute trailer um, which interweaves gameplay, uh-huh. um, that you choose your own path. Remember, someone hands you a right. gun, and you're like, what do I do with this? Um, you, and it makes you feel, through this trailer, uh, that your name is Marcus, and you're the protagonist, and you are an android, and you're trying to liberate others like you and mm-hmm. teach them that we're superior, but w- how do you want to, what do you want to do with that superiority? Like, kill the masters, so yeah. to speak? Yeah, and or none of that was in the original live, trailer. Yeah, no, it really wasn't. So I'm, I'm intrigued. I don't think this is going to be uh, something I'm... You know, doing a midnight release for, but at the same time, I could see this if I was doing Gamefly or something like yeah. that. Yeah, I'd be. Oh, I'll know, definitely get it. Yeah, I'd be wanting to to check it out. It's a uh, Sony uh, Sony only. Yeah, Sony only. That's not so- easy Sony to say. only. Uh, exclusively Sony. All right. You might say that works. I love anal. And um, <laughs> uh, sorry, just uh, what? Just thought you'd let us know. Yeah, I still do. It reminds me a little bit of Blade Runner. Like, oh, the yeah, artificial intelligence have come to life, and they're trying to basically break away from the captors and uh, by the way that new blade runner trailer does not look good sorry i'm switching to gears real quick the <laughs> blade runner 2049 yeah i think movie that forces harrison ford to run nowadays it, not yeah he looks thing. weird when he, he looks runs. bad running yeah he's are not you gonna look to good that at 73 running probably not but anyways no. back to uh this game detroit become human looks cool and uh, do we see release date attached at the end you of know that? i don't think so i don't i don't think so either but i'm kind of remembering more what has release dates more than what doesn't and i don't yeah. think this one did i i was catching up on everything through uh youtube so yeah i i you know i i wasn't continuously watching them as they were happening and keeping up with those so I might have seen the trailer, and if it didn't say a release date at the end, then I probably didn't catch it. I'm agreeing with you. But I, I really I really thought that was uh, an impressive trailer that took me from really not caring at anything about it to, okay, wow, now I'm, I'm actually quite interested. Via the gameplay, it also has a little bit of feel of a Deus Ex to it, just for me. Yeah, I could see that. And that's not a bad thing at all. Uh, you know what I want to talk a little bit about? You know, I think this game was originally slated to be already out, and it's been pushed back, and I'm totally fine waiting if it makes it a better game. How about the fractured butthole? <laughs> the South Park. It, dude, I really like the first one. A lot of people are kind of divided on it. Um, See, I didn't. I it was too slow for me. It was um, hilarious though. There, it was, and I get that. But, I don't think that's. But I felt like the jokes were. I wanted either more jokes into one kind of tighter time span, 
but I, I felt like the jokes were just very spread out, which is fine because I guess there's gameplay in the middle, but the gameplay wasn't enough to keep me going. Yeah. The more I see of this one, I'm just really excited. You know, the first one got me in, and the second one has me wanting more, for yeah. sure. Well, and, and I want to give this one a, a try. Oh, Af- absolutely. After not really liking the first one, because it's not my type of game, I think that this one might be a little bit more in the gameplay area where I might it might keep me going. I mean, it's it's enough for me in that I am historically a South Park fan. I don't keep up with it now um, much, but... Even if I wasn't a South Park fan, it would be hard for me to say that I still wouldn't be interested in this game because mm-hmm. it looks just really cool. Yeah. Um, what else is looking cool? So um, I think pretty much universally, everyone loved Super Mario Odyssey. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and the, the, the creators walking around basically dressed as Mario <laughs> through the whole thing. Was he? I didn't see yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, pretty cool. There's something classic about it. But modern, but too. But modern. Yeah. And, I don't know. and it looks like it changes changes scapes like a hundred different times. Yeah, a lot of... Di- exactly. And so it's very very similar. It reminds me of Mario 64. You know, that... that Just that has that 3D, landmark feeling. Almost open world, but but in, in smaller sense. Yeah. And this one seems much larger open world, of course. Better graphics. A lot added to the gameplay, especially with the use of his hat. Yeah. That he's thrown around and jumping on it and then mario throws his hat onto almost anything and he can become that thing so whether it's an enemy or whether it's like a vehicle or whatever it pops the hat on and a mustache grows and then you are all all of a sudden are controlling that character and i think that's super cool every once in a while you know there's a lot of mario games that obviously come out um historically but every once in a while there's that landmark mario game yes uh the first one of course not knowing it at the time uh number one th- two and three were all well, and number three specifically for me and then like you referenced uh mario 64 and then super mario uh galaxy mm-hmm. was huge yep and a really cool game uh and you know just depending on what you feel you might have different opinions but i think this is going to be a consensus generally one of these like man you didn't play this like yeah, this and is... And now it sucks that it's console exclusive, but, I mean, and with some other titles that uh, might be mentioned here later, um, this is more and more a case as to why it's going to be hard to ignore the Switch. Yeah. yeah. You know what? Let's talk about some of the other titles on, on the Switch, though, because as far as I'm concerned, Legend of Zelda was not enough for me to buy. I mean, it looks amazing, and it's getting universally top reviews. It wasn't enough for me to spend the money. We're talking like upwards of $500 when you get all the accessories and the game mm-hmm. to just get that. But then when you add in something like Super Mario Odyssey, just wait to holiday you're making year. it more enticing. And then um, there's some other games. And let's just kind of throw out some of those Nintendo games. Um, Splatoon, which the first one was... Not a big fan, but can't deny its popularity. Have you played it though? No. Well, the, there you go. Well, See, how would I be a big fan of something I haven't played? That, I guess. That's yeah. that's my point. And so so not, it, it looked good as yeah. far as um, well, and a lot of people said it was a, a great multiplayer game. And this one in Splatoon Two, they have all of these uh, new styles of multiplayer, as well as a story mode, which I don't believe they had in the first one. And so that's like, okay, well, gosh, if I was if I was going to get a new Nintendo, then I can pick up, I can finally actually play splatoon metroid whenever that comes out into that too uh metroid was announced metroid prime 4 specifically which 
we you and I both agreed like not I said it so you thought it or vice versa. We kind of told each other when we were first watching just the forty three second announcement trailer, which just shows the number four burning in space with some <laughs> weird noises. We're like, is that like fantastic? Because it looks reminiscent it reminiscent really of the Fantastic. I don't know how four they logo. didn't see that. Yeah. Unless I, they purposely did, and they were like, oh, that'd be funny, because the average person's going to think this, and then all of a sudden Metroid comes up. Not a bad little redirect, if that was the case. Yeah. Nothing more to it. They didn't show anything about Metroid. It's just an announcement. It's just a title. Well, and, and that's the thing. So what does that mean? Obviously, we're not going to get it in 2017. Like, I that's would not obvious. expect. No. no. I mean, they would they would give a release date. It maybe, makes me maybe worried. Maybe 2018. Well, see, here's the thing. A lot of the games that were coming out in 2018 said 2018. Or they'll say fall or spring, 2018. This didn't give anything in that trailer. So I'm like, okay, do we have any sense of when it's going to come out? Or is it? do you guys not know at all? Are you just in the beginning stages of making it? And so it could be 2019, 2020? Who the hell knows? Yeah, see, that's that, which is kind of annoying to me. I understand. It's something beyond my comprehension, but it's to generate buzz. And other than that, what else... Did they have to show Nintendo? See that Nintendo had. I mean, not, that really mattered. And that's the thing, not other to people much. than just our Nintendo consumers. They had a new Yoshi game, and Bleh, uh, my, girl, my girlfriend like loves Yoshi, and I showed her that, and she was like, "Meh, it just kind of looks like some of the older original ones, and Pretty it much. looks like it's totally geared towards kids, so it doesn't do much for us thirty somethings." Um, and then they had a crap load of like side two D side scrolling. Yoshi being one of them. There is a new uh, Kirby. Kirby. Yeah. And then they had a whole bunch of RPGs, like turn-based JRPGs. And no, those never That's appealed really to me. That's really to a finite audience. It is. It's it's obviously to that part of the world. And then over here in the States, there's a very small number of people who look at that and go, ooh, that looks fun. Can't wait. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think they had to show their hand probably a little early just to yeah. come to the table with something that's mass, you know, consumable and going to get hyped. And it's a recognizable name. And, you know, people have been waiting quite a while for uh, a Metroid Prime, at least yeah. hopefully a good one. The last one to me was not that good, but to each their own. What about Anthem? We oh, talked Anthem about it just amazing. a little bit last week because this time a week ago when we recorded all they had was just basically a 40 second announcement and they said something about a wall yeah and and then you and i were just like that looks stupid you're not telling us anything yeah and then all of a sudden we got like six seven minutes of gameplay with a uh, guy who was a part of the production yeah uh you know just kind of guiding you along telling you what it's about and it's easy to make anything good in only seven minutes but i'll be damned if they didn't get my attention they absolutely got my attention yeah they they showed um did you notice, by the way, sorry, and I'm just now realizing this, when the trailer starts off and you're in this little market, it's from a first-person perspective. Yes. And then when you hop in your... Uh, I exoskeleton. Can't, wait, they don't call them exoskeletons. They call them something Cryo else. Cryo suits or something. Um, it's a very generic-looking yes. thing. Like A lot of games use that, like Dead Space or Crisis well, or and, and the guy fill in the blank. Yeah, and the guy specifically said, we call them, and I can't Oh, Javelins. Remember. Okay, They were called Javelins, you. yeah. Your character hops in the javelin, and then and they have like, different types. Then it kind of like switches to third person. Yeah. and then you're flying, you're jetpacking, oh, you're it looks so cool. changing aerial perspectives, you're being chased. You're, it, it looks like um, it's got a lot of different elements to it. Almost looks like a little divisiony, if I may say. Yes. Yeah, so I think what they it looks like they've pulled the best of a lot of the recent games. So Destiny mm-hmm. being one of them, 
It looks like with the exosuits, of course, they're pulling from something like Titanfall. Yeah, that's that's another great example. Um, but then they're adding the whole jetpack capability. Which is something you could do in Dead Space. And they're making it open world, um, very... You ever play Crisis? Yeah, I, j- I just mentioned it. I did, and that's good, though. We're on the same page. So, yeah, Crisis. Uh, I'm t- but here in Crisis, I, 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 more than the exosuit, I'm talking about the, the world, though. Yeah. How, how it's very lush jungle, and that's what this looks like. It almost looked like uh, something from Avatar, just like yeah. with, with how dense, a little darker looking, uh, everything's like bright and blue, but it looked very just like alive, and yeah. like everything has a, a pulse to it. And of course, they showed the character that you're following stumble upon one giant creature in a fight with a, some smaller creatures. And I like the fact that, granted, the the dialogue back and forth between the two players very that were playing, generic and dry. It was very cheesy. Yeah, but it was just like, oh, that's a fight for another day. And I was like, oh, what they're showing you is this world is happening whether you interact with it or not. Mm-hmm. And I love that feeling where you're just this small piece of this big world. And this is from uh, the Bioware folks. Yeah. So, so hopefully it has a strong story. Exactly. Uh, exactly. As we know that they have the capability of doing. So I'm, I'm excited for that way more than I was this time a week ago. And uh, yeah, yeah, after I E3, like... I think that's one of my top ones right there. It definitely... Like if you were to just look at all of like the E three channel and see what got the most views, it's probably one of the top yeah. ten, I would say. Yep. Yeah. Uh, what else is floating our boats after this E three? Uh, the Evil Within two, which also came with a release date. Again, I'm not going to be buying this game, but I am excited to play it, and here's why: because the first one had a cool concept that sure. fizzled out. Yep. Really bad, especially with the gameplay, and it turned out to be a very like, oh well, I kind of saw that coming, and. Very unlikable main character for me. Yep. But I can't deny I love horror games. Always have. Always will. Always have. Always will. I got to say that this one hopefully takes the best parts of number one, addresses the worst parts of number one, and puts together a better game. And if it is better, and of course that's... It will be better. It's got to be better. Yeah. Uh, But the trailer really makes me excited, but then it also even kind of spoke to one of the things that draws a little criticism for me and let me explain that it says the only way out is in so i'm like so it's another mind f thing because it turns out remember he was just like at the end he was just like inside his own mind and you know you, you know to be honest i don't re- i, I, it I was don't very, remember the story of the first one even though i played it through yeah you played it to completion but i just don't remember it was I, kind of unmemorable yeah yeah i remember the graphics were kind of disappointing graphics were not so hot here's what oh. i'll say about the first game the first I don't know, 10, 15 minutes were like top notch. I remember... Suspenseful, very suspenseful. uh, I remember just being like, dude, this game is creepy as hell. And then as it went on, that died out. Really fast. And this one, this trailer, it looks like they're definitely going into this, for lack of a better word, mind fuck of an experience. Yeah, that's the MF. The only problem is that when there's no rules to a video game, I, I I don't know how to explain it, but I lose interest. And by that, I mean that if anything can happen, then it just loses its basis in any sort of reality. For sure. Does that make sense? I, I follow you. And so if, 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 if all of this crazy stuff that just defies physics and science... it doesn't really matter. Well... Uh, what doesn't matter? You mean then the concept, like what happens? If yes. there's no real consequences, then what happens on the screen really doesn't matter. And then it makes you feel that if you're a human being in a world 
where physics and science do matter, then how do you possibly stop that? Yeah, it stacks the odds a little bit more, and it makes you feel like there's more of a of, of a cause. Right. So, to... like Resident Evil, is ba- I mean, it's it's a crazy concept, but based in reality, you understand the physics of the world. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, you're limited. And you're for sure. it's, you're okay with a little bit of mysticism here and there, but that's a good word for it. If you watch the trailer, though, if you notice everything is kind of coming out of like this milky, yeah. creamy substance, I'm like. What's you know up, that, Westworld? It, I was about to say, yeah, you know right? what that reminded me of? It was Westworld. It, it exactly. totally did. I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a little borrowing from that, which is fine. I'm intrigued by that, and I believe we get an October release. I think when the first one came out, it also came out in October, like a la Halloween. Your Halloween, yeah. Yeah, so uh, I'll be intrigued to play that. I'm not going to be, again, probably buying it day one, but you know how games are. Like a month later, they're $20 down and down to 40 I might pick it up if, uh, if it's feeling right. So that one kind of got my attention. Yeah, if we're done with that one, I, I want to move on to one of my top three. Dare you say it? Dare I say, Metro Exodus? Oh, that's... And again, by the way, if we didn't say this before now, if we're not mentioning a game that's like, what about this? Hey, that's cool. There's going to be some omissions because hey, we can't about, get to shut everything. shut the fuck up? Yeah. Because this is our podcast. Do your own. Uh, you're just listening to what we think. And thank you for listening. And yes, <laughs> roundabout way of me saying that's my number one takeaway from this. I love the Metro games. And you know what? They pop up. They bundle 2033 and Last Light, uh-huh. which came out in like 2011, Both 2013, games. respectively. Yeah. And have a cohesive story from one to the other. Um, they still pop them up like on the marketplace all the time for like six, seven bucks. You know, buy those games and play them if you haven't. If or you, yeah. Awesome games. And even if they're and like again, sort of old by now, they're still just still solid games. games. Yeah. And have even a good story world. and freaky. And it's, you know, it, yes, it's a post-apocalyptic game, but it doesn't just it's rely a, on the laurels of your atypical post-apocalyptic setting. It's different. It it's is different than any other post-apocalyptic game that you'll ever play. I think so, and for good reason. And I love the first two. I'm so excited. I had no idea this was coming. I really didn't. Hmm. Uh, it took me by total surprise. And I'm so excited for this. I am loving the fact that there is a next-gen version of this, finally. Uh-huh. And you, uh, we just, just to be on top of our game here we recently no pun intended because these we're talking about <laughs> games uh-huh. uh we just rewatched the trailer and i gotta say you made a good point about how each game shows a little bit more like they're rebuilding society and there's a little progression right and really showed in this one when a train goes by yeah and everything had been underground up to this point pretty much well and and every yeah, exactly in the previous games i mean it was like every game as it progressed, you would have a little bit more time up on the surface. But in most cases, uh, you were down below in, 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 in the metro, hence in the metro, in, the, metro, right? in right. the subways. And that was where the humanity survived. They found protection from all of the shit that was going on above after a nuclear apocalypse. You can tell in the progression of games that the atmosphere, the land, everything is getting a little bit better, and humans are starting to poke their heads back up. Yeah, it's and starting to rebuild. Now. Yeah, it's a little safe, but, but as it also they goes showed, to show, there's a lot of danger out there still. Yeah, a lot of mutations, there's a lot, lot of, of cool stuff. Still. And you know, as the last two have shown, yes, the creatures are something to be accountable for, and they're formidable. But also, you know, you got to look out for the humans and the different viewpoints of how to lead this new world. And uh, I can't wait to see the dynamics there. Uh, yeah. makes me just want to go back and play uh, Last Light specifically. It was my favorite of the yeah, two. Yeah, good. Uh, and the Dark Ones and Artyom and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, let me let me also... It did say it's coming in 2018. 
It doesn't say when 2018, but at the end it just okay. said c- coming. See, or it said like... departing because it's a train. Clever. Got it. 2018 and it's Exodus. I like so, it. So I actually, one of the first things I noticed that I was very impressed by, and I'm not sure if the whole game is going to run like this, but the movement and the feel of, of that first person character that you play as was very smooth. Very smooth. Very natural. And I, don't, I think I've mentioned on this podcast before, um, I like it when games very subtly will interact with the environment. Where, you know, if your character is is walking or running and goes past a wall and your character just puts the hand up on the wall real quick. Yeah, little subtleties like it that make you feel it human. It makes it feel real yeah. because that's what a human would do. Um, or, or if they're going downstairs and their character puts a hand on a handrail. But here in this game, when it first starts, there's not like a constant steady holding of the of the weapon. There's like, okay, he kind of checks his wrist and the weapon kind of moves around in his hand. Sometimes it's two-handed, one-handed. Uh, as he walks by a beam, it, the, the, the first-person perspective sees a hand go up and he kind of ducks under it. They did that in Resident Evil 7. I remember that too, specifically now you're saying did that. He? And yeah, and it adds a touch of realism. Like it does. As if like you're experiencing VR without the headset. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like, oh, that's not a thing I would do. And then um, also, a point of reference. the second thing that really impressed me about movements was the the giant bear-like creature that he fights, and um, it's coming at him, and he shoots it with an explosive arrow, and it knocks it back a little bit, and it starts to, it, it's on the edge of a cliff, and it starts to kind of crumble away, the cliff does, yeah, making me think that this environment is pretty destructive, maybe, there's... A cliff very is not unsecured. just a cliff, like in the sense where you can go up to the very edge and stand there. Perhaps the cliff can break off in some port, in yeah. some parts. And then the animations of that care of the bear creature falling off that cliff looked really good. And so I was just impressed with everything I saw at that. I'm gonna be getting that day one. I don't care if the reviews say this is a a must not play game based mm-hmm. on the other two. I feel strong about this one. So, hooray. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Uh, I think we talked a lot about Metro. Let's go on to what else excites you. You know, it's probably been a few titles since I've cared about a new Assassin's Creed game. And I care more about this than I remember. Probably this is the most hyped I've been for an Assassin's Creed game uh-huh. based just on a little bit of footage and uh, a trailer since Black Flag. Um, I love the setting. The last... Here's the, here's the thing about the um, Assassin's Creed series. They took a big dip. Oh, no doubt. And With the uh, last Unity one, and uh, the last one wasn't bad, but it's just... No, that's it, a, I can't even remember the name of it. Now. But that's the thing. Is they're but just I played so the game average. all... I, well, and I um, played it all the way through. You're the brother-sister in like the Industrial Revolution yeah. in That was London. actually a really good game. Like that was one Syndicate. Of, thank you. That was one of the best Assassin's Creed, but yeah, nobody Ivy, gave a shit anymore by that point. Because it had been just kind of tarnished and old. Yep. Exactly. And um, so I mean, that's what took, you do though. When you what, what happens when you have so many sequels and you're just feeling like you're... You know, you're stretching too thin. Prequel. Go back to where it all started. Sure. Uh, and this one has the ability because they just kind of jump through time whenever the they hell they want. They need to have a better title, though. How many games call something Origins? Like Arkham Origins or this Origins? No, I, I hear you. Yeah. But um, but I kind of get it like because they're going way back. Beginnings. I would have preferred Beginnings. I don't know if... I, you, one, one of the things I thought about was in this uh, Assassin's Creed Origins... Well, in, in, in the trailer and in the action, if you watch the gameplay, it shows you have the ability, kind of like the last, I think it was Far Cry, where you have an eagle 
Yes. And the eagle kind of soars above and can mark enemies and, and do all that. And I'm wondering if like, oh, I wonder if that's where they got the eagle vision from. I wonder what if whatever connection they have oh, there, right? Okay. Yeah, like that's know. where it all started. Maybe. That's the origin. <laughs> I, it's a beginning. Oh, okay. This game's, the weaponry looks cool. I love the, the mythos of kind of an ancient Egypt feeling and pyramids. I'm hyped for this game. And again, a release date. It's coming out in, uh, I think, October again. Of 17? Right. Yeah. It, it's 17. Like, it's, it has to be 17. I did not. Some because they've already inst- taken a year off. Yes, they stayed off the last cycle. About time. Yeah, honestly. Honestly, if they're going to be like, okay, look, our sales have been declining they because were we make themselves. this an annual franchise and people are complaining that our quality is dipping. Let's take two years to make one. We'll make it extra good, hopefully. And we can over double the sales anyway, so we would be doing better. Yes. And it would rejuvenate the franchise. And that's what this looks like. I believe you are completely correct. And if you'll give me just a second, I am looking it up for sure. October 27th. I didn't know this game was coming. So not only for me, the announcement, but then not just that. Hey, four short months from now and yeah. some days you're playing this game. I mean, it was an it was announced. It was I mean, people knew it was coming. See, I didn't. I just yeah. I, I somehow missed that. Here's what really cheeses me, and I do not hold the game developers um, accountable for this. This is more like a a studio thing. Uh huh. But there's already like they've already announced with this like DLC six different tiers. Like you can sign up for just the standard edition and you get the game. You know how it shows yeah, you like uh, this the deluxe edition gets you a bonus soundtrack. That's EA and, for you though. Oh, that's I hate that. I really do. I that, know. That makes me just want to be like, you know what? Does one come with your own actual real eagle? Well, for the price they're charging for the like the deluxe ultimate edition, it, should. it damn well better. <laughs> and not only with an eagle, but a sheath, an arm sheath, <laughs> so mean? the eagle can fly to you without getting scratched. Does the chicken have large talons? Do <laughs> <laughs> you imagine like getting like some deluxe version that comes with a, a live eagle, and you're like, oh my god, and you open up the box, and the eagle's just like dead and decaying inside and yeah, you're to like have an oh. eagle skeleton would still be pretty cool think yeah. what you can do with that yeah be like yeah i, I killed that with a <laughs> bow and arrow <laughs> and the bow and arrow is strong in this game too they make a point for you to see that uh, and and they showed some really improved gameplay just basic stuff like jumping out off of a roof or out of a tree and and, and zooms in with the bow and arrow and it slows down time yeah little things like that i like oh and they've created a much more intricate skill tree. Yeah, it does look way more... Um, it reminded me of like the intuitive. way they showed it. I mean, granted, this, this is the way a lot of games go, but it allows you to adjust for your own play style. And as well, it should. Yeah. So October 27th, we'll see what it's all about. Cool. Uh, my, the next one I want to mention is, uh, and I, I know it's, it's not the first time we saw something about it, but God of War. Oh yeah, I generated some buzz last year upon its announcement. Now we've gotten some more footage. Uh, kind of has Last of Us vibes. It does. Like Kratos is Joel, and I forget the son's name, Kratos Jr. Uh, Ellie. Is essentially <laughs> sure. Ellie. But uh, yeah, it looks really cool. And you know what? It's not relying on the pantheon of gods anymore. Now I'm just dealing with like huge serpent monster creatures and stuff like that. Well, I'm just, I'm, I'm excited not only for the gameplay, which looks pretty cool, but I'm excited for this, the basic story of a father and son. Here's my question, though. I every time from the time they announced this last year to some more footage this year, does Kratos die at the end of this one? Kind of feel like this is it for him. I doubt it. I, here's why I say I doubt it, because 
if that's the case, then his son has to take over the mantle of the next main character. Because with the success of this one, they're not going to let this be the last one. True. So who takes on that mantle? Is it going to be Kratos or is it going to be Kratos' son? So something has Do we to... we have a name on this kid yet? I feel I, like I poor kid, all he's going to be known as is Kratos' Let's son. It's like having a celebrity well, father. So if, if Ellie is like a part god as well, then then I could see where they can take this. But I don't know. Uh, he's really young, so we're not seeing him grow up in this game, at least that we know of yet. Yeah. So, and who knows how long of a time span this game's going to have. Yeah. It can be contained to... It wouldn't a be a week. That would be kind of fun if actually it's throughout his like growing life. If he grows into adulthood, during I'd be this totally game. fine with that. But so, yeah, this. Uh, I just wanted to mention that pretty quick, just yeah, because it's, it's going to be rad. You know, this game's going to be. It's good. nothing new. It's just one of those that I'm like, man, I, I love the God of War series, except for that one that came out after three that no one remembers. I don't even remember what it was called. There you go, Chains of Olympus or something like I that. I don't know. Yeah, uh, a few more to get through before or get to before we are through. Uh, Staying on the uh, the Sony tip, Spider Man. Oh yeah! I gotta say, I was more excited to hear about this game last year than I was to actually see it this year. Really? Yeah. It the gameplay didn't get you. No, I like his look. I like the white logo. I think it's cool. Yeah. Uh, they gave him the opening eyes, which a lot of people from don't the movies. Like. Yeah. yeah. Um, it does seem that it's uh there's eight there's an eight minute playable trailer of sorts. Would you say? Gameplay trailer, yes. Yeah, thank you. It's not uh, like you can... Well, I mean, I guess you can play the trailer. Someone's playing it <laughs> to, uh, to show it happening. And look, eight minutes is obviously not indicative of a, a game that could be 50 hours to 100 hours or more, but just... Oh, I get, I, this game, I can't see it being that long. Well, it looks open world, too. I've heard it's got an open world Yeah, but even... So mean, how much ever time you want to put okay. into it, but based on like the narrative of this game... It's a crap load of quick time events. That's just the first thing that kind of popped out to me after this yeah. uh, eight-minute trailer. I think what they were trying to do is they were trying to show one of the more cinematic pieces of the game. Oh, it's And very... when you have really cinematic pieces that almost scene for scene have to look a certain way, there's not much of a better way to do that than to say, okay, well, quick time here, quick time there. Uh, just in this uh, eight minutes of footage, a lot of perspective changes. Like all of a sudden you're web slinging and you kind of see like a over the shoulder kind of view. And then all of a sudden it changes to when he's trying to rescue that falling tractor or whatever. It switches to like first person looking down and he's shooting the yeah. web like R2L2, R2L2 real quick. And then when he's running up a crane aerially, it switches perspective. Uh, so I think it's going to be very entertaining and it's going to be constantly changing and won't get stuck too much. But the combat looks like it's going to be cookie cutter. Very much so. It reminded me of just seeing like Batman jump around like an Arkham or like a Shadow of War or something like yeah, that. I, I agree. So I feel like... I was more excited to hear about this game than to see it. That's just my takeaway. No, I, I totally... And I could be wrong. I'm on the same page with you where I... It's very... Besides Spider-Man 2, yeah. which had the benefit of being the first ever game that you can web swing around a yeah, city. Yeah, that was cool. And I mean, that was like a huge deal to have on, on a PlayStation 2, this giant open world that you're not just running around in, you're swinging around in. And um, the gameplay was incredibly repetitive in that. Every Spider-Man game since has, for the most part, besides some of the really more linear ones that just suck, but all of the open world ones feel very similar. Mm -hmm. And the problem is, is that getting old. And I was really looking forward to how this next generation of a Spider-Man game might take that and, and do something different with it. Granted, it's much more cinematic and the graphics look great, but when it comes down to it, the fighting style looks very similar to what we would have just expected. Yeah. 
Um, and I was really hoping for something a little different. Yeah, I think... I don't know what. There's just, just been too many Spider-Man games at this point to make anything, even yeah. as technology evolves, to make the gameplay feel new. But who knows? We could be wrong. Didn't see a date attached to this one, but uh, we'll see. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I'll definitely play it. But uh, I can't say it's one of the ones I'm, I'm more excited about. And it's not quite the sequel that everyone has been longing for for, I don't know, 15 years or so. But it's a remake of sorts. We now know that you they... You talking about Shadow of the Colossus? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm yeah. just going to stick with the original and call it good. Like, yeah. I don't buy baseball cards anymore, but I still look at my old baseball cards. You know what I'm saying? No. It's a baseball card analogy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good, good job. Good yeah, analogy. You too, man. But I'm just saying, I think my memories of what was then are going to be just more to my liking than trying to rehash it now. I already kind of got this experience of an upgraded Shadow of the Colossus on uh, my PlayStation 3. When they came out with the Ico and Shadow of the Colossus pack, I bought that. Yeah. And I replayed it. And I had a good time. But even then, it was sort of, it was still out of date, even though all the graphics were up to date. And I still love that game, the original. But here, I'm like, what are you adding to this game to make me want to play it? Because if you're not adding anything besides graphics, then it's still the exact same game. Pretty I'm much. still I'm still stabbing that guy in the head to take him down. It's like give me something different, give me something unique, give me different enemies. And it it feels like they could have taken that gaming framework or the coding, the central coding to it, and kept that and then just made the monsters a little different and a little bit of a different way to take down, or they could have added some monsters just to make me want to play it. Give me something new. And if they're not, I don't know. I don't think I'll play it again. Probably me neither. Quite possibly something I should address that we forgot. We did not uh, put this down, but we were talking about what Nintendo had. Uh-huh. And we're, you said monsters. Monster Hunter, the new Monster Hunter, is going to get a lot of business for them. Uh, I'm sure it will. It I've never been a Monster cool. Hunter person, though. I, I can admire it from afar. I will never probably end up playing one of those games, but just something we I just want to correct for ourselves. Yeah, cool. I, I hear you on that. Uh, but Shadow of the Colossus, cool, but ultimately futile for these gamers. Um, so uh, one of the things that I want to talk about is uh, Destiny 2. Why? Why? Because... Could not get into the first one. So, Nor I. I know Destiny is now seen as an incredible game. But when it first came the out... the DLC really kind of made it better than yes. well, the original. It was all of these updates that they constantly were... were uh, Like details. They would change that, change this, change that. And overall, it made the game a better game. And then, of course, the DLC Upon release was like... versus where it is now, yeah. Yes, and difference. then the DLC made a big, big deal. And... But for those like me who were originally burned when they first started playing it and was like, man, this game is just decent. Yeah, it, average at best. And um, and I never went back to play the newer version of Destiny 2. Or I'm sorry, of original Destiny. Now that they're coming out with a brand new game, Destiny 2, I'm like, okay, now I'll tr- give, you, give it another try. Well, especially knowing who's making it, I put my faith in that they've uh, been able to, I wouldn't say three, mistakes. 343? I wouldn't say mistakes, but just be able to address the the misgivings of the first one, and you know, critical reception, public reception, player drop off was mm-hmm. big. So hopefully, um, this is something that is going to be ready to go upon release. Not like, oh, well, we'll patch it up and make it better. Yeah, I I can't. I think they learn from their f- first 
go around. You know what I mean? Like yep. I can't possibly see them doing that. And this game had some traction uh, as far as just, you know, um, some preliminary reports before E3, but now we know that it's uh, slated to be released in September. Mm-hmm. So uh, right around the fall, just a few short months from now, mm-hmm. three months and change. I do want to make a correction. I said 343. It's Bungie. I knew that. Sorry. I just didn't want to correct you. 343 honestly... took the Halo from Bungie. So yeah. it's all good. Yep. I had to had to clear that. Um, but yeah, you know, I, it's one of those I'm like, okay, you know what? I'll give it another try. And we were but talking earlier. A lot of super forward to it. I hear that. A lot of times people don't get into a franchise until a sequel, you know. Mm-hmm. So it might take a really good second sequel or a, a really good second entry to get people interested in the franchise as a whole. So yeah. if that's the case, uh, knock our socks off, Destiny Dose. Two last things to get into before we uh, put a lid on this. Wolfenstein. <laughs> that was a horrible no, German that accent. Bad. Uh, Wolfenstein. But uh, the game looks uniquely good. I don't know how else to say it. The last game was quite good. It was very. It was a very solid eight. It's not like it blew things out of the water, but it I agree. Was, it was worthy. I think. I think it. I think it impressed everyone for being just that basic first-person shooter. Everyone was like, "Not a bad basic first-person shooter." This one looks like the. I mean, it's weird because the trailer I saw just, and I don't, I don't know how to describe. I don't know it. how don't to. Know it just jumped around in a lot of weird ways, where they would show these long scenes. I'm like, why are you showing me this long scene here? And then you do a bunch of fast cuts, and then you show me a long scene. It was weird. It was. Maybe it was just the version I saw, but despite the trailer honestly sucking, it did do a good job of showing me what to expect a little bit. So yeah. they showed some really cool gameplay. Um, they showed some. Uh, interesting characters. I liked um, how a lot of the cinematics happen kind of during... Like, like there's this one c- cinematic where uh, there's a couple characters arguing while there's just a woman over there just sniping <laughs> out a window, and you can see gunshots going back up, like, right at her and missing her. But nobody gives a shit. It's weird. And I'm like, I was like, that's weird, but I like what they're trying to do. They're just trying to show that they're so engulfed in this war that that that's normal to them. Yeah, I have a, a medium amount of anticipation for this game in my mind. Mm-hmm. But they had a good showing. They did. Yeah. I thought it looked good. I'll play it, not buy it. Um, anything else? Yeah, you know, we even two uh, episodes ago, we started talking about Far Cry 5 as uh, they yeah. had the announcement trailer, then a little bit of a theatrical trailer, and now they have some gameplay footage that uh, has come out as of this E3. And I got to tell you, I am so hyped for this game. Come February 2018, I will be buying this game. I love the fact that uh, it's it seems to be modern day. It's very uh-huh. farm townish. And you all about like, you know, you, we watched the trailer. Hopefully you have. If you haven't, just check it out. Um, it's got a, a developer basically talking you about talking to you about some of the new features in this game. And you've got help for hire, whether it's yeah. a sniper and you can tell her where to go. And it might not just be her. There might be others, but just what we see in this um, footage, you can tell her where to go. Basically went to fire. Uh, and then you've got a dog for hire, so you've got... <laughs> I was like, they were talking about that dog for hire. for hire, and I was like, That's how do you ch- hire a dog? And, well, he says specifically, it's your dog. So I'm like, we got a payment in biscuits? I'm like, what would... No, that's a little funny, uh, but that's fine. And then <laughs> there's uh, Death from Above. So yep. I really look forward to seeing how you recruit this. What if, and if I'm not mistaken, it's co-op, is it not? 
I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if it's drop in, drop out co op. I kind of feel like it is. Maybe I'm just imagining that, or maybe I'm just getting confused. Because I would love to, if you were going to buy that game, which you said you were, there's a good chance I'm going to buy that game too. Yeah. And I would love to just be playing that game and then see that you're, you know, or I hop on my Xbox and see that you're playing it as well and just drop in on your game. That'd be awesome. It would be quite rad. So, um, and it looks creepy, not in like a horror sense, but in like, uh, oh, this cultish, charismatic weirdo. And, you know, we see that uh, this, what do they call them? They actually gave, they said their name, the uh, the cult that's uh, ruining uh, this town. It's not the just... The Lollipop Guild. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we get to know a little bit more. They let us in a little bit, pull back the curtain just a little bit enough to get you interested. So smart, good showing for Far Cry 5. Yeah. Uh, February something, uh, 2008. Something. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it ends in a TH. Good point. Uh, but yeah, that game um, did itself... Uh, a f- few favors yeah. uh, at this E3. And again, there's and like... The, and the hype train was already going pretty yeah. quick for that. There's like 130 games that came out and they got some sort of press coverage. We're not going to get into all of them. Oh, Go look up the list. Um, if there's anything we didn't get into, you can feel free to let us know and we'll let you know how to get a hold of us soon, but not yet because we got to talk about some small screen stuff. Mm-hmm. And specifically, we're going to switch gears into TV and talk to you about the upcoming Game of Thrones Season 7. It's TV Talk, Random Fandom with Brandon and Brandon. Brandon, Game of Thrones Season 7 is coming out, and I know you are constantly just walking around with a chubby for this which I respect the chubby. I am excited, but not to your not to your level. So I want to I want to look at you and say, Brandon, what is it that you are excited most about season seven? I think the whole show is oh. pretty much doing it. Okay. For me. Well, because you know, like we talked about at the conclusion of season six last year, the end game is taking shape. Stakes are higher than they've ever been. Yeah, we're down to it's pretty much a battle for three thrones. Yeah. Or, well, one throne, but three. Top kings and queens ish. Yeah, three would bees. I just I, I love this show. I feel like it's a, a good friend that's you know visiting, and you just don't want him to go. Now these friends die a little bit here and there, um, but season seven, uh, you saw the trailer for it, as yeah. have I, and uh, it tells you that you know basically there's a march for King's Landing. It's very bland in what it tells you, and as well it should be. You mean uh, like vague? Like it vague, thank you. Okay. Not bland. Yeah. It is vague. bland sounds kind of boring. But no, yeah. there's, there's nothing boring there's about the show. Even they if it's showed a lot is... of action, which I like. I, I think that's But that's the, the thing. The dialogue, you can have an hour-long episode of just dialogue, like season four when Tyrion's on trial, and there's hardly any action, and it is some of the most compelling- It's still riveting, yeah. Yeah, very much just must-see TV. And I just, I just love this show. I have some hopes for it. Um, I hope that Tyrion has a little bit more of a substantial role. He kind of uh, was a B character last season as, you know, basically a counsel for Daenerys. Um, I am hoping that we get to know more about Jon Snow because we now know that, you know, based on last season, if you recall, when we had that little flashback that uh, Jon is not really the son of Ned Stark, which is obviously something we've, as fans... He's a Targaryen? They haven't outright said that yet. They have not okay. yet outright said that, but it's very heavily implied from that one scene where um, Ned rescues his sister uh, at the tower. Okay. And um, I want to see more of Brand because remember, he's the three-eyed raven. He could be the glue that holds all of this together. Mm-hmm. And 
he and he might be the only one that actually has some sort of power to get rid of all the White Walkers coming. Yes, uh, other than the dragons, which they were very but, yes, but dragons they're strong and they can they burn. can kill them physically, but he can't. They can't eradicate them because yes. the White Walkers are like a disease, like a zombie yeah. bite. It's and like you can kill a zombie, but how do you cure the disease? Exactly, and and I feel like the only way to do that is by having something wipe them all out. Yeah. And the, the, the white king or the, the, I forget, I think he's called the white king, but the, the main, you know, the guy with the, the spiky thrones who has right. the ice blue eyes, he's only interacted with two people really. And kind of stared him down. That was Jon Snow mm-hmm. and also Bran. I, I can't wait to see the development there, but it's just, this show is really, it's like, this is it. It, they actually the producers have said it's only one real last season being split into seven and eight episodes respectively. July sixteenth, it's coming back. So literally a month from today. Super excited, can't wait. Uh, just some things I thought about. I'm like, okay, who's likeliest to survive? Who's most likely to die? I feel like one of my main characters who I love. Oh, I also hope for more Lady Bree because she was one of my favorite characters, still is. And she was like so minor last season. They just didn't have much for her last season, which is hard. Let's just like, say we hope she gets more screen time than she did in Star Wars. For both her characters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. By the way, I think Sir Davos, you know, the Onion Knight, the guy who's missing, had his fingers cut off. He used to be uh, Stannis' right-hand man, and now he's kind of an advisor to John. Okay. And he's the moral yeah. compass, and he loved the little girl. Right. And he hates the red Learned lady. how to read, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I feel like he's probably gone this season. I thought he was gone last season, because remember, he's protecting John's body. And then all the rest of the uh, the Night's Watchmen want in, and he was pulls out his sword and he was like, "I'm not a fighter, but I will I will fight." Yeah. And I thought he was gone last season, so I feel like he's probably on shaky ground. I just feel like the moral hump, compass guy. I almost said moral humpus. Moral compass. Is that like what he Herschel. did to John's body? <laughs> yeah, hopefully, it's whatever brings him back to life. Yeah, I feel like he's might be gone. I feel like uh, Arya Stark is on real shaky ground because she's now basically taking what she learned from the. The faceless men and is doing her own. Yeah, but I do not on. see her dying. Right, kids aren't safe a, in this show. I know, I know that. A, she's a f- fan favorite, which I know that doesn't mean much. But B, um, she's finally getting to be like a super badass. The character we want where her to she be. can I... make a difference. Yeah, she yeah. Be, she's finally the character we want her to be, and she's finally got the ability and skills to make a difference in the show. Yeah. Because before she's just been kind of floating around. Yeah. And just kind of like it's. It's been seven seasons or six seasons so far of her figuring shit out and learning some sort of skill to do what she wants to do. It's and I feel like the skill she's learned to the will that she still has within her. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like I don't think she's going to die in seven. I, I don't. I, I feel like they teased a little bit. Remember, she got stabbed by the, the what's her name? The waif. Sure. But the, the, yeah, but then she, was, she came back. She's yeah. Fine. Um, um, I just, I feel like if she's going to die, it'll be like, doing something major and i feel like it'll be season eight yeah and i feel like at least for this up- upcoming season john snow is untouchable he should be because he died you know at the end of season five came back in season six mm-hmm. could have died three four different times throughout season six especially in that battle of the bastards episode when he's just standing there and arrows are flying all around and then ramsey at the end is shooting arrows at him and he just is easily blocking them with the shield I feel like they teased so many times that he could have died again. I really thought he was going to die in that Battle of the Bastards here's, episode. Here's what I would suspect for him. Now that he's died and been brought back to life, I bet they find that he is maybe not immortal now, but like he gets, say, stabbed again or something like that, and it might hurt him, but he kind of realizes that he's not harmed by it as much. 
and because he's already had this spell that brought him back to life. So something about that changed him. Could be. I could see that. Uh, I'm so excited. So anyways, uh, set your clocks. Uh, July 16th, Game of Thrones. And it's only seven episodes this season. So And then be six a, the next? And then eight the next. Eight the next. Okay. There's 15, Sorry, there's... They have said there's 15 episodes in the can, basically. I believe it's just a matter so of portion and have amount. they um, filmed them all? That I don't know. Mm. But there's only 15 planned. And I don't know if they're all done, but... All we can say is season seven, which is really like the la- it's really like season, like you know how they it's season the- seven point one seven yeah. point like one they, how and they then- did the last Harry Potter movies is like sure the Deathly Hallows part one and then part two, but it's the same rule. Right? Kind yeah, of- no, I hear you. Yeah. So, anyways, um, I'm excited. I know. Can you hear it? Like yeah. my cadence goes up. Um, I like Game of Thrones. <laughs> really? And I like you. Oh, thanks. Yeah, that's why we do this. I think that's I think that's all the content we wanted to fill up with this episode here. E three and GOT. You got it. We gave it. You're welcome. Uh well we're gonna wrap it up like we always do with a shadow of the synopsis. No, but this shadow of the synopsis is gonna be like nothing else before though. I want you to know. Really? That. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And then after so Brandon's gonna read me a synopsis. I'm gonna mm-hmm. try to guess what he's talking about. And then after that, we're gonna give you an awesome quote in geek history before we go. Um Brandon. Hey Brandon. I'm ready to Receive your synopsis. <laughs> I'm glad. Do you, you know what I mean by synopsis? I, I believe so. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Y'all ready for this? Uh, There's a disillusioned knight who claims to be a dragon slayer, uh, who ironically enough ends up befriending a dragon. And the two kind of scam village folk and put on a show for money. But one thing leads to another and they learn that the dragon who once saved a former student, now has to battle an evil king. And they have quite the past together. Is that it? I think that's done. Okay. And if you need a hint, I'll give you one that really doesn't spoil much. I don't think I need a hint, because there's only one that really comes to mind. Um, Is it Dragonheart? It is. Was that too easy? No. Okay. Because there's because there's Braveheart several... was originally already taken as a title. There's a... Same movie. There's several... Um, <laughs> dragon and his boy kind of or boy yeah. and his dragon yeah. kind of movie it took a very generic approach like you're a dragon slayer yeah well yeah but i suck at it here we'll just tell everyone you yeah. killed me you know it, it's kind of a cheesy story but i can't deny that when sean connery gets to voice a dragon you got my attention yeah yeah i, I if i recall that movie was like it was cheesy cheesy but super cheesy kind of i remember as a kid liking it so do you remember uh bowen was the uh, disillusioned Dragon Slain Knight. Do you remember who played Bowen? Uh, yeah, it's um, Batman. Batman? Yeah. No, it was DQ, the great Dennis Quaid. Oh. Yeah. That's all right. Well, good job. Okay. Good job. Wait, wasn't um, Christian Bale in that movie? Or no, no, he that was, was Reign of Fire, Rain which of was Fire. not a good movie. No, okay. Yeah, we have succeeded. And, yeah. yeah. Well, I have succeeded. You were supposed to stump me. By the way. Real quick, editor's note, Dina Meyer in that movie. Love her from Starship Troopers. She was Des. Oh. And Good Nudity, Yeah, where she goes. Good for her. I good think for she us. was all, very good for us. I think she was also in uh, Devil's Advocate, starring Al Pacino and Keanu Reeves. But she's not the one that got topless. No, but Charlie she... Charlie did. Yeah. Yeah, buddy. We're getting off the rails. It's time for this week's awesome quote in geek history. What do you got for us? Yeah, so I... Well... I wanted to go back to something that I, I was thinking to myself earlier. I was like, 
what's something that is real classic in my heart, like old school? Vanilla bean ice cream. Exactly, but they don't talk. So ah, yeah. I couldn't get a quote think of from a, them. Yeah, I couldn't get like an awesome quote. Then would you say maybe Saturday morning cartoons? That's what I was thinking. Take me there. So I wanted to give you this quote from the X-Men. The very beginning of the second episode. And I remember watching this again as an adult and going, oh yeah, I remember that. Oh, hitting those nostalgia vibes. So here you go. Here's. I hope this hits your your nostalgia vibes as well. You look nervous as a long-tailed cat in a room full of rocking chairs. It's so Simple, dumb. to the point, and yet highly effective. <laughs> it was. It's just Rogue talking to Using Cyclops. That southern charm. Yeah, yeah. And, and it just reminds me, like, oh, it's... That, that is that is so early 90s. And I love her two, her very obvious two-tone hair. Uh, does yeah. that maintain everywhere, you think? Oh, yeah. Cool. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> I've looked into some extracurricular <laughs> comics. Now, as we wrap up, I'm going to let you know where you can find us. We've got a Twitter, at RandomFandomWBB. Uh, please check us out on your favorite podcast app or Apple, iTunes. And, and when you're there... And you're downloading, please rate us. Yeah, let us know how we're doing straight across. Yeah, it, we really appreciate the feedback. For sure. You can also send us feedback at our uh, email at randomfandomcast at gmail.com. What am I missing? Oh, randomfandomcast.com. That's our it website. Has our, all our to do about us and past episodes. So actually, fa- actually, it's down right now. It's okay. My By bad. The, no, that's I'll my get bad on that. too. By the time you hear this, hopefully it's up. And thanks <laughs> for uh, giving us your time and your ears. Until we talk to you again, we appreciate you being a fan of our fandom. Stay geeky. E3 2017. So many games, no time to say them all. Well, fuck it. 13 Sentinels, Aegis Rim, 2064 read-only memories, a dual-hand disaster, tracker, absolver, Aegis Defender's area, aftercharge, Aegis of Mayhem, the hat in time, anamorphine, a plague tale, innocence, a way out, anthem, I want that, Age of Empires, definitive edition, arms, Assassin's Creed Origins, Origins, actually, Ashen, Asura, Avenant Colony, away, right, Avenue, shit, Away, Journey to the Unexpected, Aztez, Battlefield 1 in the name of the Tsar. Actually, that's already out. Battle Chief Brigade, Batterite. Battle Sloss 2025, The Great Pizza Wars. That sounds like shit. Battletech, Best Slug, Blade Strangers, Black Desert Online, Blasters of the Universe, Bravo Team, Brawl Out. Call of Cthulhu, Call of Duty, World War II, Chess Ultra, Gay, Circle of Saviors, Code Vein, Coma Remembered, Community Inc., Conan Exiles, Conqueror's Blade, Crackdown 3, Crash Bandicoot, Insane Trilogy, Cold Sept Revolt, Cuphead, Dandara, Cuphead looks kinda cool, that's... Danganapura V3, Killing Harmony, whatever the shit that is, Dark and Light, Darwin Project, Data East Classics, Days Gone, another zombie game, Death Stranding, Death Stranding, Destiny 2, Detroit Become Human, Distant, Dishonored 2, Dishonored 2, what the f- Dissidia, Final Fantasy, NT, Doom VFR, Dragon Ball Fighter Z, Dunk Lords, Eritrea, Eritrea, 
something about Beyond the Myth, Everybody's Golf, Extinction, Fable, Fortune, Fallout 4, VR, Far Cry 5, Fate, Extella, The Umbral Star, FIFA 18, FIFA Switch, Final Fantasy 15, Monsters of the Deep, Fire Emblem Warriors, Fortnite, Forza Motorsport 7. Gang Beast, Genesis, Alpha Online, or Gang Beast, Genesis, Alpha 1, God of War, Golf for Work Groups, whatever, Gran Turismo Sport, Grifflands, Guts, Harvest Moon, Light of Hope, Harvest Moon, Lil Farmers, Hello Neighbor, Hey, Pikmin, Hidden Agenda, Horizon Zero Dawn, The Frozen Wilds, DLC, Iron Cash, Juggernauts, Joggernauts, I should say, Just Dance 2018, Kydro, The Awakening, Killing Floor 2. You still listening, by the way? All right. We're only in K. Here we go. Kingdoms and Castles. Kingdom Hearts 3. Kingsway. Kirby Switch. Nag 2. Knights and Bikes. Lawbreakers. Lego Dimensions. Lego... Lego Marvel Superheroes 2. Legend Legacy. Life is Strange Before the Storm. Flight Fail. Lone Echo. Madden FL... Madden FL... Madden NFL 18. Manifest 99. Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga. Marvel and Capcom, Infinite, Mario and Rabbits, Kingdom Battle, Masquerada, Songs and Shadows, Matterfall, Metal Gear Survive, Metro Exodus, Want That, Metro 4, Hell yeah, Metro Prime 4, Metroid, Samus Returns, Middle Earth, Shadow of War, Minion Masters, Forced to Duel, Monster Hunter World, Moonlighter, Moss Minecraft, Mystic Melee, NBA Live 18, NBA 2K18, Need for Speed, Payback, New E3, What? New E3 2017 Amiibo, Nidhogg 2, Ninja Clash of Carrots, Nino Kuni 2, really? That's still a thing? Observer, Ooblets, Outcast Second Contact, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, Osiris New Dawn, Overland, Path of Exile, Phantom Trigger, Pick, Pick, I don't know what that is. Final something. Pixel Ripped in 1989, Pokemon Switch, Pokemon Tournament DX, Preda Vendetta Rising, Raiders of Broken Planet, that actually could be cool, Radiant Historia, Perfect Chronology, Players Unknown Battlegrounds, Pikmin 4, how you doing by the way? I'm good, thank you. Let's finish up with RPs, Project Cars 2. Oh yeah, Red Dead Redemption 2, Red Out. Red Out? Huh. Riverbond, River City, Knights of Justice, River City, Rival Showdown, Road Redemption, Robocraft Infinity, Robit, Rocket League, Roto Color Rhythm Runner 3, Sakuna of Rice and Ruin, Sea of Thieves. Oh, yeah, we forgot to talk about that. Secret Legend Semblance, Saren Kangura, Peach Beach Splash. What the fuck is that? Shadowverse, Shadow of the Colossus, Shakedown Hawaii, Shantae, Half Genie Hero Shift, Shin Megami Tensei, Strange Journey Reduke, Skull and Bones, Skyrim, oh, Skyrim on Switch, meh. Skyrim PSVR, that actually could be cool. Songbringer, Sonic Forces, well, Sonic Mini. There are. You know, that's why in uh, Wheel of Fortune they make RST, L, and E, the letters you start with. South Park, the South Park, the Fractured Butthole. South Park Phone Destroyer, that's for your phone. Spider-Man Splatoon 2, Starlink Battle for Atlas, Star Child, Star Wars Battlefront 2, State of Decay 2, another zombie game. Sleep Road to the Olympics, Stifted, Strange Brigade, Sumer, Super Hot VR, Super Lucky's Tale, Surviving Mars, Sushi Striker, The Way of the Sushido, Sunderer, Super Combo Man, 
Super Mario Odyssey, never heard of it, Tacoma, The Artful Escape, The Crew 2, Elder Scrolls Online, Morrowind, The Elder Scrolls Legends, that's on your PC, The Escapist 2, The Evil Within 2, we talked about that, The Inpatient King's Birth, The Last Night, The Legend of Zelda, Breath of the Wild DLC, the, only on the Switch, The Swords of Ditto, Titanfall 2, we're almost there, Total War, Arena, Total War Hammer 2, Tower, tor Tornado Tower, Tower 57, Transference, Tropco, 6, Tunic, Tupac, that's no, a, a rapper, Uncharted the Lost Legacy, Undertale, Unruly Heroes, Vampire, Vindicta, Walking Dead VR, Wargroove, Where is the Water Tastes Like Wine, The Wild Guns Reloaded, Wolfenstein 2, The New Colossus, WRC 7, Wuppo, XCOM 2, War of the Chosen, Xenoblade Chronicle Yakuza 6, Yik, a postmodern RPG, Wise V, what the, I don't know, Yoku's Island Express, Wylands, Yoshi Switch, and last but probably least, it's Zway, the Livered Insurrection. Yeah, E3 2017. I'm only gonna like like three of those games. <laughs>